Good morning, friends. How would you rate your prayer life? If you had to give your prayer life a grade, would it be A, B, C, D, or F? Or how about the word incomplete? Well, before you do that, let's try the question another way. Is your prayer life A, excellent, B, above average, C, average, D, below average, or E, I need big help? Probably many of us would choose E simply because we feel like our prayer life truly does need help. After teaching two one-day workshops in prison this past week on prayer, let me make a couple of observations. One, prayer is both the easiest and hardest discipline of the Christian life. Two, almost everyone prays, believers in, even and almost everyone feels they could improve in this area. And three, prayer presents us with problems both theological and practical. So when we pray, what should we pray for? Often we simply don't know what to say when we pray. I'm thinking especially of those moments when we begin to pray for others beyond our most intimate circle. What do you do when faced with a prayer list of friends, loved ones, neighbors, co-workers, missionaries, and others whom you hardly know at all or maybe don't even know at all names that people have given you? Our usual response is to pray like this, uh, Lord, um, um, bless Sarah. Then we go on to the next name, Lord, um, bless Jason. Then we go on to the next name, Lord, um, I ask you to really bless our missionaries in India. As one person one time told me, if you took the word bless out of our prayer vocabularies, most of us would never be able to pray again. Now, while I believe it's perfectly appropriate to ask God to bless people, I think we can move far beyond that and in so doing dramatically increase the effectiveness of our prayers. We can use Paul's prayer for the Philippians in chapter 1, it's verses 9 to 11, as a blueprint for powerful praying. Here's a prayer that fits virtually every situation we may face. And if we understand the meaning of Paul's word, we can truly pray for anyone about anything. This is what Paul writes in verses 9 to 11. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve what is excellent and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Paul's prayer begins with three requests for the Philippian believers. And as we pray for others, we should feel perfectly free to include these three requests as our own. Request number one is for abounding love. Verse 9 says, And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more. No matter how much love we have, our love can always increase. Paul prays that their love would increase in depth and extent. He's praying that they would love more people and would love them in a greater way. Of course, Paul is thinking about love for God, love for fellow Christians, and love for non-Christians. Request number two is for growing knowledge. It goes on and says, with knowledge and all discernment. 
The particular word for knowledge means knowledge based on a deep, personal, and intimate relationship. In context, Paul is asking that their love express itself in an intimate knowledge of who God is. Where do we find this kind of knowledge? We get it from the Word of God with the aid of the Holy Spirit. As we study the Bible, the Holy Spirit takes the Word of God and reveals to us the things of God. And request three, increasing discernment. It says we pray for discernment so that you may approve what is excellent. Or as another translation says, so that you may be able to discern what is best. That's a wonderful phrase, to discern what is best. Eugene Peterson, who wrote the message translation, offers this rather colorful paraphrase. He says you need to use your head and test your feelings so that your love is sincere and intelligent, not just a bunch of sentimental gush. Kind of like that one. Paul prays that the Philippians would have such love and such knowledge that they would continually make wise choices in life. He is praying that they would not be satisfied with the status quo or with spiritual mediocrity, but would push on to true spiritual excellence. In a sense, he's asking God for the gift of spiritual discrimination. Now, after listing three things we can pray for all people, Paul offers three answers we should also seek. But I'm going to save that for our next message. But today, friends, know that it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve what is excellent and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. May God grant it for Jesus' sake. Amen. Until next time, see the vision, live the mission, feel the passion.